Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella in, in Your 30s. This week, we record an episode on our iPhones at Grandma's house. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. <laughs> Muriel, what song is that? Come on, well, you can say it. What kind of, we can figure. I think it's Enya. No, no. Return to innocence. Do you actually know that? Because I feel like you're saying it like you're kind of cool and you don't know it. But you <laughs> of course, did. I don't actually know it, but I think that is what it is. It's return to innocence, and then it's all like boom, but a boom. It's like technoy. <laughs> is that really real? I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast. Uh, we're here recording live uh, at Grandma's house. Hi, Muriel. Hi, Nick. Hi, Johnny. Hi. <laughs> we today have with us uh, a very special guest, uh, a Montgomery, the youngest Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Some say the boldest, some say the bravest. Some say the skinniest. Mm. Johnny Montgomery. <laughs> Uh, hello, hey, what's up? <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. Mm. So, um, we forgot our equipment. <laughs> we don't have it. Yeah. We're recording on the phone. Muriel, how are you doing? Pretty good. I'm watching the levels. You are a loud man. Oh, well, I have to boom. So No, you don't. <laughs> so, you're Nick. Say Nick. Nick. I say Muriel. Johnny, say Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> That's you They're right quiet. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, and Muriel's losing her voice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. So, what? we're going to play a game. Yes, we are. Well, we're going to play several games yes. without the night. This is a tournament of games. Yeah, it's, it's Grandma's house. It's Olympics at Grandma's house. Yeah, which made basically like, well, we started drinking at three. Oh, yeah, true. And then we just <laughs> ate probably a pound and a half of pizza piece. <laughs> and so we were recovering for a while. So there's lots of farts and lots of horribles. But now we're pretty good. We're getting back on track. I drank some water and also more whiskey. Yeah, and we played cards for a while. Mm-hmm. Cleared our head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> event is talking about aging with a 27 year old um so johnny how old are you 27 oh my god so you're coming up on 30 oh shit i thought you were 26 no it's coming up it's real you're gonna be 27 this year no i'm gonna be 28 no way i'm eight years younger than you I don't do math, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how are you feeling about getting close to 30, Johnny? Oh, it's stressful a little bit. You know, it's the first, like, 27 was the first birthday that I wasn't, that I was stressed out about the age that I was becoming. You know, like, it was the first time that I felt like I was actually kind of maybe getting a little bit older, uh-huh. you know? Well, Not what, stoked about it, but I don't so know. So why, why aren't you stoked because about I it? Because I just, I definitely don't feel like I've, like I'm successful enough to, like, I'm never going to be on a 30 under 30 list. Yeah. That's like a real thing, for sure. But I don't yeah. think anybody who's not rich is on a 30. Right? Good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of my fears are unfounded, and it's just, it's whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I can rationally say that, but the fear is definitely still real. So are you going to celebrate yeah. your birthday this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, I always do. Wait, what do you mean? 
Well, yeah, I'm gonna celebrate um, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once you I'm start, not, getting, I'm not gonna stop. Do you guys not celebrate your birthdays? Uh, if I have a depressing year, I won't. Okay. So like, <laughs> like 29 yeah. was really depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And 32. Mm-hmm. There's just a few where you're like 30, you're like whatever, and 31, I'm like I'm still so young, I'm practically 30. Yeah. And then 32 was like I will not acknowledge my birthday this year. <laughs> and then 35, I was like fuck it, I'm old, bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, yeah. I think to me, as you get a little older, there are some birthdays that feel like like sometimes odd numbers suck. Or the number that, like, just, like, 27 just pushes mm-hmm. you over into, like, late 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, not mid-20s, but, yeah. like, late 20s. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I don't know. The time feels like it's moving really, really fast for me right now. <laughs> the last, like, yeah. Yeah. The last, like five, three to five years just, like, flew by. It yeah. doesn't get yeah. any slower also. That's, like, that's the big thing. So I'm, like, okay, well, I'm basically, like, 30 now. So I'm going to start thinking about how to brace for the, the depression i'm like bracing for it now <laughs> you're just like for like 28 i think it's it could be rough i don't know i'm ho- i hope that like getting myself mentally right like it's just gonna be um, smoother sailing you know, like I'll, you know so your main concerns about yeah. getting older are you haven't accomplished stuff <clears throat> and time just goes by too fast yeah yeah you can yeah nice well you're taking yeah. care of yourself um i said nice like that like, <laughs> yeah sounds about right you get all the checks all the boxes <laughs> and uh but you're doing a bunch of health stuff these days so it seems Ooh, like you're kind of on I'm, top of the health i'm doing like stuff. half of it because my partner does she is really on top of it she's in school to become an acupuncturist shout out to kelsey yes kelsey yeah kelsey yeah. we love you girl Hello, super fan she loves this podcast oh that's nice um She's in school studying acupuncture, which is really sick, and she's learning all this crazy stuff. So in, like, two, three years, she's literally going to be, like, healing people, and she's on top of her own diet, and I do that with her. But, like, I still eat cheeseburgers all the time, like, yeah. by myself, you know? So I'm, like, <laughs> it's, like, half the time I'm spending with her, and I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I think being not. healthy... So I feel like that's solid. Yeah, know. well, being healthy half the time because you're with someone that you love who makes you better half the time yeah. that's pretty good yeah, 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 that's no, a very sure. that's that's very that's a good. huge milestone yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's yeah it's good you know i feel good about that i feel good about where i'm at i just like def i don't know i feel like doesn't everybody feel that way like they what? could do better with themselves like wherever they're not me yeah you did yeah just nothing but grand slam it's the best uh the other day a friend told me he should have known it was me that was sitting in front of him at the theater because he saw my cheeks from the back of my head (laughs) (laughs) he said i thought it was you i saw those cheeks Um, and i was just like was it dad? Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> no, yeah. it wasn't Dwayne. My that friend was... at work. <laughs> was it dad? Yeah. My friend at work told me that. Wait, what did she say? She said, "You know what I love about Nick? Every day he he comes to work with his heart on his sleeve." And then my other coworker was like, "What do you mean by that?" He's like, "You know how he just gets emotional about everything." <laughs> <laughs> I had my 26-year-old coworker 
tell a funny story about our like like neighborhood and then he's like uh yeah and tyler the creator and then he turns to just me and goes he's a rapper (laughs) (laughs) and i was like fuck yeah i know who tyler the creator is and he just looked at me like i know you don't know (laughs) Uh, i know that you know and i both know that there was an 80 percent chance you wouldn't know what i was talking about (laughs) uh do you have any um do you need any advice about getting Probably. older? I mean, honestly, I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. I don't really have, you know, it could come to me. Well, I'm I'm open to whatever you guys have to say. I mean, I listen to your podcast all the time. That helps. Oh, does yeah, it? Yeah. That's yeah. nice. I, I'd say so. Yeah. How does it help? Uh, it's just, I mean, honestly, I know you. I grew up, I've known you since I was a little kid. Meryl's my older sister. It's like, it's like having that, like, older sibling in the back of your ear all the time so for me it's a lot it's it's a lot different it's just it's like, like whatever, whatever you guys are doing soothing. is like yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like, like a sibling yeah. in the back of your head just, just telling, telling you what to do shit. from the yeah, back right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i listen to you guys when i'm cleaning a lot you know? nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like cleaning up yeah. your life and with yeah. us as your soundtrack right right, right. <laughs> well, you seem like really happy i feel like yeah. you know and it seems like your sadness makes sense, so that's also good. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like that's normal yeah. sadness, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. It's weird trying to plan, like think about the future. I like Kelsey and I talk about future plans here and there, you know, and it's like really hard to practically think about that. I live in New York, and that's like it's just all of our money goes to rent and bills, and that's yeah. it, you know. And it's like. So I don't know. That's a that's one thing that's always looming in the back. It's like okay, like I've been doing this for the last like five six years. Like, let's how what could that? How much longer can I do this? You're talking about bartending. Bartending, yeah, bartending. You know, it's like it's cool, and she also bartends and she works in a restaurant too. Uh, And yeah, it's just like I don't I don't know, man. Planning for our future makes sense in theory, but practically, I have no idea how we're what's going to happen in the next like 10 years you yeah, know like right. financially no, it, you know it's just like well know. and like yeah. new york could be underwater well, that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that's exactly. such a huge part of the whole thing yeah. man yeah, the impending sense of climate destruction yeah yeah And moving right along for this next segment in the Grandma's House Olympics, we are going to be recording Grandma in secret. Mary, when we... Do you consider us to be like adults or like children? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's... You're pretty much like me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like to do crazy things. Yeah. So do you feel like an adult or a child? Both. Yeah. Same right. time. Yeah. I kind of think... An old lady and a child. Do you, do, you, do you think we're, like, ma- mature? Yeah. You think I'm mature? <laughs> <laughs> my sister was fought with everybody. My mother fought with everybody. Like, my girlfriend says, well, if you go over to Mary's house, her sister and mother will be fighting. Yeah, at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you go home from school, they're like, no, I don't want to, I want to go to Mary's house because I can watch your animal fight with your mom. Do they physically fight? They did sometimes. Once my mother got her down on the floor and was sitting on her. <laughs> sitting on her? Yeah. She didn't punch her? No. No. She's just trying to subdue her. <laughs> you might have got into it like that. I know, but constantly. Yeah. But it wasn't like your mother. 
<laughs> my mother ran away too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I knew yeah, one of them. Somebody ran away. We were all three kids, and we were like, you know, just act like kids. And she said, well, I'm running away. And we thought, oh. <laughs> well, one time you tried to leave us because we were acting bad. Do you remember that? At the historical mansion, I said, "If you don't stop going home, well, you started walking out. You want to I said, gonna, "I said I'm gonna, we're gonna go." Home. Like, you're not, you're, right. I'm, I'm going home. And we, you were embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> we had to jump off. We had to, we had to jump off the porch and run down and grab you. And Bonnie was like, "Grandma, Grandma, Grandma, no, 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 come back!" And then you were like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, "Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired." <laughs> so how how long did how long did your mom run away for I, I I have no idea like a couple hours it could have been yeah but you know it didn't bother us that much <laughs> <laughs> my mom ran away <laughs> she ran away once and we couldn't find her for it super long we couldn't find her and then I found her in the car uh-huh. And I was like, you have to come inside. She's like, everybody hates me. Oh, and I was well. like, nobody hates you. And then one time, same exact thing. We were, it was Christmas. And she and my dad were arguing. And she ran away and nobody could find her. And then he was like, then she she walked from my brother's apartment back to her house, which was like five miles. Mm. And it was snowing. Mm. But she was like. I'm not going to answer my phone, and I'm not, like, she, nobody could find her, and my dad was just like, oh, I'm going to find her, I, I, he was like, going to get in the car and drive and find mm-hmm. her, and we were just like, literally, you are the last person she wants to see, <laughs> like, let her walk home in the snow, like, nobody wants to talk to you right now, <laughs> like, why are you thinking you're fixing this situation, if you drove up with a car next to her, she would just, like, throw a rock at your car, <laughs> let it go, man, <laughs> well, she's kind of like my mother, I guess, I remember Annabelle and my mother were driving back to college. I went to Ames, Iowa, at Iowa State. And Annabelle wanted to play the radio or something. And my mother didn't. So Annabelle would turn it on and she would switch it off. (laughs) Turn it on and switch it off. Or Annabelle would turn it on again. My mother jumps out of the car. Oh, no. And runs away and is halfway between Ames and Des Moines. (laughs) And I... I don't know how she ever got home. <laughs> but Annabelle ended up driving me to college. <laughs> what? And your mom was gone? Yeah, she was gone. What's <laughs> 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 such a silly argument about the ring? Oh my god. That's, that's really, really, really funny though. That's really funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. But it, I mean, that's a lot to just run away when you're driving your daughter to college. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to run away and nobody knows where you are. <laughs> that's so insane. And you don't know how she got home? No, I don't. No. I don't even know if we asked her. She <laughs> did get home somehow. It's just like, don't talk about it. That's a did pretty she... good runaway story. Yeah, that's... She also, like, didn't she hit a chandelier with a broom? <gasps> <laughs> oh no, she. <laughs> we were making a birthday cake for her. 
Are we making Christmas cookies? I think it was Christmas cookies. And then we were arguing all the time. Annabelle and I, you know, arguing about this. Well, you're not doing it right. You're all that. She says, I don't like your fighting. And she picks up a chair. It goes like that. <laughs> and all the... Of course it came. Anyway, the class just flew down all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> destroyed the chandelier on the table because she was like I don't like you fighting over cookies I think that's a I mean I don't know there's something there your dad used to love to stand and just watch bonfires in his suit wait hold on tell that story with anything but a suit and tie all my life. Yeah. And and we'd go out uh, to the farm. And he loved to burn because there was always the, I mean, it was our farm. And there's all these uh, tr- fallen trees and he wanted to get rid of them. Yeah. And he would like uh, light a fire. It was a big fire too. He would like to burn. And then it was like a big fire and it was almost getting out of control. And these, it was, it was just a park by then, you know, it was our farm before or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it was our farm then until they made it into just a park. But this boy scout troop came along and they said, you shouldn't do that. You know, that's terrible. He says, well, it's my farm. I can burn it down if I want. <laughs> <laughs> but all the time we ever did this, he had a suit. <laughs> so he would just sit there and watch the fire burn with the suit and tie on? Yeah. His eyes used to get so excited. Because <laughs> people like your friends would be like, oh, your dad is like weird. He like burns these bonfires. <laughs> He'd come home and he'd be totally dressed up and burning bonfires in the backyard. That's so nice. Yeah. But he's like a, a pillar of the community. You know, oh, also. Yeah. yeah. It's very like... <laughs> There's just something so like... <sighs> I don't know. So larger than life about that. They're just very simple, <laughs> but like giant things. Isn't it? But it's so funny. You know. Oh my God, it's so funny. <sighs> my dad. I don't think my friends had parents like that. You know, no. not that we- weird. Yeah, welcome to the club. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I once I just flew off the handle of my father. We were on a trip, and we came into the motel, and I was talking, and he's going, shh, I just don't like people to tell me to be quiet. <laughs> I started, I mean, I don't, I was not like me. He started screaming at me. So, oh, my smartest child. I mean, that was not a good thing to say from my brothers. <laughs> he said that in front of everybody? <laughs> Did he get mad at you for yelling at him? No. <laughs> Because he just understood you were having a I, I, having a fit. I, I, no, he didn't come mad at me. <laughs> but I'm so much like him. We're both quiet and everything. So that's probably why we fought. Yeah, Annabelle's like my mother because they both like to fight. Uh, that's like mm. our family, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Like, uh, I think Maddie is so much like mom. Yeah, like and Maddie as they get into crazy fights sometimes. Yeah, you guys are hella mean to each other. When was the last time you and Madi got into a crazy fight? It was funny. It wasn't like a big, it wasn't a dramatic fight, but we were, it was a fight about whether or not it was a problem that 
they were defunding NASA. <laughs> that is such yeah. a classic Monty fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, like, I don't know. Monty and I got into a fight. Oh, Johnny and I got into a horrible fight. Um, when I first, like, when we were in Seattle, and then I tried to make it better by tackling him, <laughs> and I tackled him so hard we both fell on the grass. And then his shoe came off. It was the middle of the night. It was like, what do you like? Yeah, yeah. We were like out at bars with mom. Mom was there too. And I tackled you and your shoe came off. And I was like. You were out at bars with your mother. Yeah, he was 21. I was 28. Oh, you were that old. Yeah. And then. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, we're always settled. And then I was like, I tackled him. And I was like, and then he was like, oh, no, no, no. Like ran away into the night. And my mom was like, you're just like your father. <laughs> Which is very true. And, I mean, you know, for yeah. whatever fucking reason. And my mom was like so mad at me. And then we got home and Johnny was like smoking on the porch and just like wanting to talk about. Like he was just like, he was on. I was like, see, this is what it is, man. You have to talk about your problems. <laughs> we can't always be like quiet about stuff and like let it go. Like you have to do it. Alright, so for this next <laughs> tournament of madness in our Olympics is a... <laughs> what are you okay, is so a, we play a game called Strobe Light Ping Pong. Uh, oh, It's okay. a grandma's house tradition. So downstairs there's an old um, ping pong table and a strobe light and a bunch of broken ping pong paddles and then some miniature ones this time around. Yeah, that was, those are new. Yeah. So traditionally, what we have done in the past is most of the time, like grandma's house is like, who's the best at playing pool? Mm-hmm. Who's the best at playing ping pong? And how can we handicap each other? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, also part of it is that I've never beat Nick at ping pong. Is it a movie or is it a TV it's a show? It's a fucking movie. Yeah, Johnny! Did you study film? What the fuck? I don't know. It's a fucking classic movie. No, it's. Yeah. What year did it come out? 1970 some shit. Oh, it did? Goddamn. Yeah, it's a <laughs> no, I should have hit that ping pong ball and I should have studied film third, but I didn't do it either of us. Goddamn it. Can I hold this with your hand? Oh, bitches! Oh, boom! That's a Nick signature move. It hits the edge of the table, it curves, and you can't hit it. We got Johnny stopping Suspiria right now. No! Johnny, no. you're so bad at ping pong, it's like unreal. It's like, seriously, it's seriously sad, bro. You've never even come close to winning it again. I got a piss on my side. Well, you couldn't even hit 
hit the ball back. Alright, now you have Johnny's team. All right, me and Johnny. Fine, I'll psyched out. Psyched out. No, John, you've been psyched out since 12 years ago when we visited. I'm not playing a real game right now. You could never even be close to good in a real Olympics continues on with our next event. Telling dumb things we did when we were in our 20s. All right, so Johnny. Am I taking it off? I'm well, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're just talking about, this is what we were thinking. Yeah. It's, we're do- going down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Whoa, okay. Whiskey. Mem- memory lane? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're going down memory lane. <laughs> and... Uh, we were so that's a part of this, but also like you're. I didn't realize you were turning twenty eight this year, mm-hmm. and I know it's fucked up and whatever. Mm-hmm. I I think mm-hmm. of you as an like completely as an adult, 
but there's some primordial sort of thing for me that's like it's insane you're turning 28 this year that makes sense to me like does it does it seem weird that i'm turning 36 yeah yeah it seems weird to me because i know a lot of people who are your age and older than you yeah who are I don't know if cooler? I can even say yeah cool. no I'm not even gonna say cooler I just on a like just just different spectrum more adult you know no less maybe but then also it's like I don't even know what that means yeah so it's like who am I to say that like these people are less adult than right. you guys I'll always you'll always be I mean you guys are exactly I mean I the think same I'll... as you've always been to yeah. me when I was like you know <laughs> But I think we are sorts. kind of yeah. like that like we yeah. have a lot of childlike wonder about us <laughs> but like you're like a straight up adult and you're like oh I'm taking care of my eating and I'm like how man tell me your secrets <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that good like, well, <laughs> You, you, you <laughs> yeah, see like good your hair is Wait, good well, you're okay, looking good thank you. yeah. It's weird though cuz when you're young you just see people who are adults and yeah. they're older and that's it they're just like yeah. older adults and then as you get older you just look at people and you're like oh you don't have your shit together like you're old yeah or older or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, that doesn't actually mean anything right like i have friends who are in their 40s you know i just you know it's just like it's just it's a different it's weird to me when i really think about what it is and i'm like okay well I've, you you're you're so much older than me but that doesn't really matter and yeah. I can't even really say that like you don't have your shit together because like that, yeah again that doesn't that, what does that mean I mean we're closing yeah. the gap here yeah. like it's like yeah. eight years apart when you're 18 and 10 is huge yeah and even right. when you're 20 right. and 28 is huge yeah but 28 and 35 is yeah, like, like I said I have, yeah, I have a bunch of yeah exactly yeah it's right. like you're, we're closing the gap of weirdness yeah but we're gonna <laughs> the say gap the gap of weirdness but we're gonna say in honor of like your exit like mm-hmm. slow exit you still well, have also yeah, yeah, yeah you still have a couple years two, yeah, two and a half two I do like years. how you've just yeah. thrown in the towel though I'm just like, like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> honestly that's like why I I was thinking this would be a fun yeah. segment is because I was like you're pretty much like fully committed to being like I am 30 mm-hmm. I feel like you have mm-hmm. or at least like that you're like you're not like yeah I mean like let's go to the bar da, 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 da. Yeah, for sure. you're pretty much like yeah I mean I'm, I'm eating a lot of sauerkraut yeah. and kombucha and we're just trying <laughs> to figure it out <laughs> yeah that's like the weird thing about like bartending too is like all of my friends who bartend are also just like they just go hang out in bars a lot you know and that's where 80% of my social interactions happen now in my life like yeah. that's pretty much it like and it's and my social life's not dead completely, but it's like that's where I'm hanging out with pretty much everyone. Yeah. And it's and I but I'm so I my I just live such a different life from that. I don't go to bars, I don't hang out, I don't party, and don't I mean bars open until four AM in New York and I don't do that. Like I don't close out <laughs> yeah. bars like ever, you know. Kelsey barely drinks. Yeah. You know, like it's just yeah, it's just a way different it's just different. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like I I don't know maybe just working in a bar, the same bar for so long kind of burnt me out on the whole thing you know. I'm I just feel like, like I'm you just ready to be out. You are solidly know. like when I was your age. I just feel like you seem more like a mid thirties dude than I did at twenty seven. Like you just remind me of like somebody who's like solidly like hmm. aged into like. You're you're just like yeah I'm cool like what I mean like I feel like when I was <laughs> no one, I didn't no one says that man what do you mean <laughs> I'm cool I'm cool I got my things I'm doing stuff 
who says what, man? Nobody yeah. says anything, right? <laughs> That's, and then we come to our next segment. That's a great segue. Uh, dumb shit you did in your 20s. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll start off. You want to start? Okay. okay. I'll just start with a quick You're going to prime the pump? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I had a nice, solid run of time when I would go into bars and the drink I would order would be a white Russian with non-fat milk and vanilla vodka. <laughs> <laughs> that was like maybe the cutest yeah. thing like I can remember. We were like, I, I it didn't dawn on because I was like super skinny. Then I had just lost a bunch of weight on South like, Beach, and I was into like the Big Lebowski. Like it was mm-hmm. corny on so many levels, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand any of it. No, we were like yeah. we were living in our first apartment. I think we were like twenty two. We were like really young on Capitol Hill. We had serving jobs. And like we were flexing our wings for the first time, so you it was guys like seemed like that mid thirties cool, like that you know I'm cool, I got my stuff. That's what you guys were to me because I was in high school when you were in yeah, the and yeah. I, I run like watch movies with you guys, and, like, yeah, nachos and shit, and it was just like that. I was like, oh, you guys are so cool. Like, <laughs> we were like, like literally. I mean, during that same era, like we were working in restaurants, and I we would get off. And we'd be like tired and like worn out. And then like to blow off some steam after a long day, I would go to Charlie's and order a hot fudge sundae and a Mai Tai. And I would get a, a white Russian. You got vanilla vodka and non-fat milk. And look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, you were just the cutest goddamn kid. Like you were so freaking cute. And people just used to fuck with you, man. People liked you. You were cute. You had dimples. You were cute. They loved me. All right, so I thought of this one that Johnny didn't know about. <laughs> uh, when I was in my 20s, I dated a guy that I met at a bar who was a 35-year-old manager for Hooters <laughs> who was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> so, like, I just was like, oh, it's cool. It's like an older guy, and he was, like, into me. He wasn't even that cute. But we were just, I mean, he was fine. He was, like, kind of cute. He's from Texas. I mean, like, literally, like, literally every red flag you could possibly think of of, like, do not go on a date with this guy. And I was like, yeah. So the first thing is, is like, he got my number, we're texting. And then I'm like, do you want to meet at the Starbucks? And he's like, yeah. And I couldn't remember what he looked like. (laughs) And then we got to the Starbucks and he's like, and he called me out. Like, he's kind of worldly, you know? And he was like, you don't know who I am, do you? And he's like, I'm Brian. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then we would go out on dates and he didn't have a car because he had had too many DUIs. So he had no car. And his friend, who was a professional gambler, used to drive downtown and pick us up to go to happy hour in Alki Beach in <laughs> Seattle. We I mean, just every red flag possible. And I hung out with him the first few times. He was like really funny and great. And then uh and then one day I was like, hey man, like we only hang out when you're like really drunk, like we're drinking a lot. And I was like, do you want to just like can I make you dinner and we'll like go out to whatever. And uh and I, he was sober until about six o'clock and he was literally having withdrawals. Like he was yeah. like sweating and like, he's like, I'm just having a really hard time. I've got a headache. He like couldn't even have dinner. And then he just like snapped me like when he got drinks. And I was like, this is pretty out of my depth yeah, for like, I just was like, oh yeah, everything. Yeah. And the, the worst, yeah. I mean, the most embarrassing part that I remember about it is like, he used to take me to like the local bar that we would go to. And I would always order mojitos, which are like Mm. the classic thing. Like if you're in your 20s and you listen to this, 
you're always a pain in the dick if you order a mojito, mojito at a bar. Unless they specialize in mojitos. Yeah, don't It's ask like mojitos. the most like yeah. shittiest thing to order because they have sure. to get all of this stuff and muddle it and everything's dirty. I love being able to say no to that, though. Yeah. Because yeah. people walk in, like, we don't have anything. We don't have grenadine. We don't have mint. We don't, there's like so many. We don't have Kahlua. There's no grenadine? Oh, no, I'm just, just saying, in general. The, 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 in general, the drinks yeah, that people yeah. ask for that are drinks yeah. that you kind of maybe, like, unless it's like a specialty thing, you probably shouldn't order it or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, I just love it. You're like, do you guys do mojitos? And it's just like, it used to be like an apologetic no, and now it's just like a hard no. This is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, and I'll do it. that's like, honestly, and, yeah. and if you're, out, yeah, so if you're out there, like, if you're like, if you want to look like the world's most embarrassing, obviously too young mm-hmm. date of an older man, force <laughs> the grumpy bartender to make you a mojito and think it's adorable. <laughs> that's that's what you do. All right, so what's your thing? Oh, man, I'm like split. I, have a, I feel like I have a story that's way, that's bad. Wait, I, no, that, also, also one thing about Vera, yeah. I'm so glad that that's a story to laugh about now. That yeah. could have gone the other way so I hard. mean, it's yeah. like he wasn't like, a, like he wasn't fucked up to me. It was just like, yeah. no. but you know, you're just like, I mean, like, how dumb, like, yeah. can you be? You're like, like, obviously that guy is a piece of shit. Like, he was such a piece <laughs> of garbage. And I was like, yeah, I'll date this guy. Like, it was this yeah. time of my life where I was just like, what is it like to just date somebody you meet at a bar? Like, yeah. that was like something that I had never done. Yeah. I had just, I think I, I might have still had a fake ID. I might have been 20. Yeah. And it was just like, what's it like to like, meet somebody at a bar and go for coffee and then go out to dinner and like date somebody who's not like in your circle. Yeah. yeah. Not in your circle. And like who ties a completely different frame of reference, like who like works at Hooters (laughs) and had to leave Texas because they got in too much trouble in Texas. (laughs) Who does that happen to ever? (laughs) That's so crazy. Um, Yeah. uh, Shit. I don't know. I, yeah, I had, just moved to New York. I was new there. I moved there when I was 21. And I was meeting up with an old friend of mine who had been living there for a while for drinks. We had a whole night. We got really, really drunk, just <laughs> wasted, and closed out a bar, which I didn't even realize what I was doing. I had no idea what time it was. Yeah. But we had been hanging out the whole night. I do, now that I'm telling the story, I'm remembering we were also like talking a lot of shit to like somebody who was sitting next to us who found out we were from Seattle and then was like, oh, so you guys like, like Macklemore is pretty sick, right? Like you like him? Oh, we're just no. like, yeah, we, we just were really mean to this guy. Oh, we're trying. No. And then the lights were up in this bar. I feel, I'm like, it's just super embarrassing thinking back to it now. But yeah, uh, lights were coming up in the bar. Uh, we had been hanging out all night. She had a boyfriend. We had known each other for a really long time. We started making out really, <laughs> really bad call like she took it really hard that night she was like i was consoling her she was crying i was too drunk and then i wound up <laughs> wait was up. she crying because you guys hooked up because yeah because she was just like oh like what am i doing this is terrible it was just a really it was it got like dark for and her it got, and then i threw up like while i was like trying to like console her <laughs> oh. uh, and then like we kind of like bounced back and we like walked to the train uh this is like in manhattan if you guys i, I mean i was living in brooklyn which is pretty f- like Pretty far out on the train, maybe like a thirty minutes on the subway from where we were drinking, you know, and uh, and then where I was living was also on the border of a neighborhood that's not super dangerous, but is a neighborhood that would be dangerous for somebody who had just moved there from Seattle. Yeah, like, 
you know, like who's wasted at four in the morning or whatever, you know, like, so like we, we make our way to the train. I stop, I get some Taco Bell. I like put her on her train and then I go and I get online and I fell asleep in like within like two or three stops and woke up. Uh, <laughs> so the train goes from Manhattan to Brooklyn, deep into Brooklyn and then back to Manhattan again. And I woke up a stop away from my stop on a Manhattan-bound train when I left coming from there, which means yeah. I, I fell asleep on the train, woke up, slept the whole way through some pretty, like, rough neighborhoods, like, and then back to, like, <laughs> my apartment and got out. And uh, it was just so disoriented. I woke up the next day, and I was like, oh, this is what rock bottom feels like. <laughs> I, was like I did the worst thing that a human could possibly do. I was so devastated. I was that like, is oh probably God. the most 20s yeah. <laughs> aspect of that story, is yeah. thinking like that that was the oh, most yeah. rock bottom yeah. world. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think uh, I remember I was I had just... I had either I was either twenty or just turned twenty one. I was living in Honolulu, and it was like the only it's a pretty short period of my life where I'd like go out to clubs, like nightclubs, like people are dancing and shit. It's in Honolulu. They were really fun. They were like they were cool clubs, but not like hot shit, like exclusive weird elite vibes. They were like actually these really fun clubs, and that's and. I, I would go there and try to hook up with girls. It was like the only time in my life I ever did that thing. And one night, it was the only one night stand I've ever had. And that, uh, the big song at the time was, uh, was, uh, yeah, with, with, Usher, yeah, and, and yeah, Chris, yeah, 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 freak dancing or whatever you called it back then <laughs> and what was really fucked up about it was i just remember i was dancing dancing and i was right next to the speaker and basically we went back to her friend's apartment and like hooked up like on her friend's living room floor like it was just like so ridiculous but the whole time my ear was just ringing oh like no. it was just ringing and then it was like horrible and then I woke up the next morning. You're so sweet. <laughs> I woke up the next morning and snuck out. I literally snuck out before yeah. she woke up and I stole her neighbor's newspaper <laughs> and walked home. And it took me like an hour to walk home and was reading this newspaper and feeling like pretty good about myself, but also just like, what the fuck? And then uh, my ears never didn't like heal for like a year because oh, you were just so yeah. motivated by freak dancing <laughs> you just like, wouldn't go to a different part you were just like oh yeah I'm doing it yeah all up on me screaming yeah 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 that's how it goes yeah but I feel like you're combining it with a, some other weird song no it's how it goes oh yeah 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 <laughs> Sing by the zombie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sing yeah. by yeah. <laughs> That's my thing, man. I I can remember all the the melodies and the 
you know, the rhythm and the everything to any song, and I cannot do lyrics, period. And it's getting just worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Whole, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you just said, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. what you got, Mira? Okay, well, I got one more. I think, okay, I got one more. Uh, and it's short. Uh, the dumbest thing I think I've ever actually done that I could have gotten murdered which was going to uh went to Bali and uh with my friend and we were yeah like 21 or something like that and I we were traveling around so it was before it was 2004 or something so I didn't have a cell phone at all I was calling with with like car like um uh what are those called like like the prepaid phone cards yeah phone cards Mm -hmm. and so I didn't have cards and my parents are like not super organized so like even if i had told them my itinerary like they wouldn't know where where we were on the island so we were like traveling around we had a base camp and like one person kind of knew where we were for the base camp but we decided when we got there we were there for a month that we were going to travel for like mm, 10 like two weeks or something like that just freestyle around the whole west side of the island so we left our bags, almost everything there, except for our passports and some money and like a couple changes of clothes. And we just went on this like two week track across the west side of the whole island. And nobody knew where we were. Cell phones, we didn't have any cell phones. And we were, um, we had hit this like little resort town and we went in and it was like, we went to this hotel and the first one, like it's usually really cheap to stay there, but the first hotel we went to was like insanely expensive and like way out of our budget. And there was this guy, he's like maybe 70, you know, like 65, 70 years old. And he was like, everybody, he was the only one who spoke English. And he was like, everybody here calls me uncle. You can call me uncle. I'm your uncle. And he kept saying that. And then he gave us some details of like where to get a hotel for super cheap. And he cooked us up and we went and it was like beautiful and really cheap. And he's like, if you really want to see this, this town, I get off work at six, come meet me. And we were like, okay, of course. And mm-hmm. then we fucking go back to the hotel and like, he's there with his like car, which is like, most people don't have, like, it's like not a, you have them in different parts, but in this part of the thing, it was like really, really rural. So it was like lots of jungle, like lots of like trees and crazy shit. And like, there's monkeys everywhere. There's like shit going down. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, so we, get into his car (laughs) in the middle of the night like because at six it gets dark so it's like maybe eight or something like that I think we get in his car and he's like I'm going to show you the town and he just starts driving and he drives straight into the jungle (laughs) so like straight into like no street lights no traffic lights <laughs> it's a dirt road and we're driving and he won't say a word to us so we were we was really friendly in the hotel and telling yeah. us to call him uncle and he's kind of drunk and yeah. so we were like in this car so even if we could get out of the car like <laughs> there's no we don't have anything we don't have a cell phone we don't have a flashlight we're like in like sandals and sarongs like we were just like not like yeah, whatever right. and Davey and I were just looking at each other like in the rear view mirror and we were just like what the, what are we going to do? And he drove like just straight for super, super long until we realized they're one way street. So the only way to get to the other part of where all the bars are is just go up this one way road. Yeah. So that's why it looked like he was going in this crazy direction, oh, yeah, but he was yeah, really yeah. going to swing around and go. There's no direct way. Yeah. 
and then we ended up just like kicking it all night. He took us to like six different bars where everybody called him uncle, and he was like, and then he just took us home. <laughs> he just got weird and murdery at the exact moment that you were in the pitch black jungle. Like honestly, like if that had happened, like that, yeah. we did that, and then we also did another. We would do this thing where like we would be talking to some guy and he'd be like, well, do you want to go snorkeling? We're like, yeah. And he's like, well, my cousin does that. And they're like, okay. And they're like, let me call my cousin. And then two dudes would just show up on motorbikes and we'd just get on their motorbikes, like behind them, like not even motorcycles, like tiny motorbikes. And then they just drive us like hell along, like deep where there's nobody to like some ocean cove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we would go swimming and then we'd drive back yeah. and we'd pay him like, you know, 10 bucks or something like that. But it was like, at any time, like nobody knew where we were. We were just with two dudes. Yeah, we were right. in the middle of yeah. nowhere. No phones, no stores, no other people. I for sure could have gotten, I I wandered down some pretty crazy streets in Palermo, which is a city in Sicily, by myself. And I had no cell phone. No one knew where I was. And I, I definitely... People were looking at me like, why are you here? What's going on? Like crazy shit happening in doorways. There was like prostitution and all that shit going on. But also like I was like this kind of like young American guy who's so like, cute too no i was tough and and, no, and, and everyone so thought i was cute. in the mafia and the, <laughs> everyone was i, I could have definitely i was lucky that i didn't wander in in the yeah. wrong doorway when i was in well, yeah, palermo yeah like i when i was in high school because you remember joe swaya we all went to the high, same high school yeah. yeah that we went on a trip to guatemala and i was i was that became a you year. were young too yeah, yeah that you became like an 15. annual thing i had literally yeah I, we left on my 16th birthday yeah and um that became an annual trip and it was really cool we have a sister school out there and there's a lot of like it was it was a pretty cool program it, blew, it grew into that but like yeah us being the first year they didn't know what they were doing really yeah. and like I basically it was split. There's like a language school in the city, kids like Chela, which is not. It's a tiny little city, and then like there's another school in the mountains that half of our group stayed in the city, and then we switched places. Like one group into the mountains, one group into the city, switched places. And so I was in the mountains for the first half of this trip, this two week trip. We came back to the city, and there were a few kids that stayed. And they all had a week to, like, find all the spots that they could drink for, you know, underage yeah. and, like, buy cigarettes and stuff. And, like, that was, like, so when we got back, they're, like, yo, we're going out tonight. Like, let's go kick it or whatever. So they we found this crazy club called Coco Locos <laughs> that was run by this Mexican dude who definitely, it was, like, he just was definitely a drug dealer. It's, like, only, yeah. like, like, we were playing pool and then some dudes would show up that were hella tough that had, like, pistols in the back of their pants. Yeah. And we were just drinking these, like, giant, shitty wedding cigars. Or, sorry, smoking these giant, shitty wedding cigars. <laughs> like, drinking. Yeah. I ordered a sex on the what? beach because I didn't know what else you <laughs> order at a bar. And there was a, there was a moment where the dude behind the bar, the guy who owned Coco Locos, he was I'm basically the only person we met that spoke English, too. You know, who was just, like, stoked to have all these kids in here. Like, yeah. hanging out. He was, like, we were playing pool and we were hanging out. And he was, like, hey, uh... And like in a little bit I'm gonna have a friend like there's somebody coming through and I want you to tell him when I ask you how old you are say you're 18 and we're like 
all right, yeah, cool, cool. And I didn't think it was going to happen. And then a dude with a clipboard walked in like maybe 30 minutes later and was just like, and then we heard him from behind the bar. He was like, hey, kids, hey. He was like, how old are you guys? And we were like, all of us in unison, 18. Like, all, all of us said the same thing. And, uh, and, uh, dude the, dude, the dude with the clipboard, he was just, like shaking his head. He like messed shit down, like walked out. Dude, but actually. It was, it was at that spot though, like the next day or a couple days later, there was like a sandwich shop where there were some young Americans that like worked the shop that we became friends with in this little like town square thing they they were gonna take us to some spot but they were like yeah our friend can drive you and it was this dude in like a lexus and the same thing like nobody has cars nobody has any of that stuff and like you know like so we and the place that they were trying to tell us like it was a skate shop or something we wanted to go yeah. check out and uh it was they said it was like a five or ten minute walk and they were like oh yeah we'll drive you it's all good and we we're like oh sick cool like we'll get in the back of your car and like <laughs> yeah. me and two of my no. friends got in the back of this like lexus and we're like sitting and then like yeah we're just waiting on a dude hang on like we'll, like we'll take off in a second or whatever you know and like so we're sitting there for long enough maybe like five minutes and we're just like all kind of silently like you and Davey we're just kind of looking at each other like we gotta get out of the back of this car right we gotta go because maybe we wouldn't get gotten kidnapped definitely robbed or whatever (laughs) you know like there was like it wasn't gonna be good whatever yeah dude I forgot about this it was uh, we took a family vacation to Mexico I was probably 16 and there was like we we were in like a Puerto Vallarta and then we took a little um boat to this island called Yalapa and you couldn't get to this island by a car there's like no cars on it but it was just like up against the rainforest or whatever just the straight up jungle so one day I just started walking into the jungle and I just walked for like an hour down this path right there's like nothing out there and I was like 16 and moody or whatever and thinking mm-hmm. about like whatever girls I wanted to fall in love with or something <laughs> and I was just like in my own in fall my own in head love with that and uh, and uh <laughs> And I, I smell weed. So I just like smell it and look up and right in front of me is this dude on a horse with what seemed to be in my mind like a hundred pounds of weed on the back of this horse and a fat ass shotgun. And he just had it and he had taken the shotgun out. No. He wasn't pointing at me, but he just had it held against his chest and he was looking at me. And then I looked at him. And then I turned around and just started walking back down the path towards back, back to the fucking place where the gringos are supposed to stay. I was just like, it was just me and him. Oh my god, it was so nuts. It was nuts, man. That was some dumb shit. That was my coulda, shoulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda gotten murdered for sure. That is wild. killed the lady yeah <laughs> well I was working in the back of the store I'm, I gave out um, refunds and uh, I was a cash register that gave out refunds and sold cigarettes and um, this woman used to come in and be real nasty all the time so she comes in and she goes get me a chair <laughs> And I said, there's chairs in the pharmacy. Yeah. And she goes, and a few minutes later, (laughs) the paramedics come in. (laughs) And they're carting around on 
oxygen. <laughs> and I never saw her again. <laughs> no. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Hella in Your 30s. I hope you learned something really specific and good about life. And if this sounds halfway decent, Muriel, don't eat that pizza. She's got this pizza in front of her mouth. We had to restart this thing because she was chewing. Put it down. I'm trying to do it between... Okay. I put it down. Okay. Okay, look. We recorded this on an iPhone because we forgot our equipment. So if it sounds good, let that be an inspiration that anyone can just talk into a phone and do what we do. Yeah. So, and if it sounds bad, then just eat it because, you know, life is hard. <laughs> and why Don't have worries about dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Okay. Uh, we want to shout out Lake Love Vegan and Alicia Joyce. Yes. Thank hey, you, guys. Hey, Lake Love Vegan. Listen, girl, I saw you fall down those stairs. <laughs> that is some... That is like something that we all go through all the time. I've wiped out so hard so many times, but I don't have a, like a camera to record it. <laughs> I am uh, very proud of you for posing that. And we, it, uh, you did. You took like a champ when you were back up on your feet. Ready to go. <laughs> um, and uh, we just love everyone who hits us up on social media. Thank you so much. The reviews on Apple slash iTunes are awesome. They help. So if you want to do as a solid and you haven't done it, I know it's weird. It's super dumb. I don't do it myself for podcasts that I listen to the entire season of. But it's helpful to hit five stars and yeah. say, like, oh, fun podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> uh, also, special shout out to Kelsey. Yes. Uh, she couldn't make it here, but we love you, Kelsey. And we miss you so much. And a uh, huge thank you to Johnny. Yeah, thank you so much, Johnny. And uh, I don't know, middle fingers to all the rest of our family and siblings. Yeah, that's uh, right. Middle fingers on Thanksgiving, man. And uh, lots of love to Grandma Mary and lots of love to Campfire Media, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Scott, Cassie, and other people. Uh, yeah, just whoever's helping us. And uh, Campfire's cool, and we're going to put a little another little promo at the end of this thing for one of their podcasts. I don't know which one yet. It's well, a I'm very, glad you said that. Very fun surprise. Oh, great. Anything else, Muriel? Uh, remember... Go to sleep. This is Liz Heron, host of Do the Damn Thing, the podcast that is all about inspiring and motivating you to do the damn thing, whatever your thing may be. Whether it's asking for a raise at work, training for a marathon, finally getting your house organized, or pursuing your passion project, this show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration to get you off the couch and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. Tune in each Thursday on Campfire Media, or look for it in your favorite listening app. Campfire.